Welcome to Think Again. I'm Denise St. Ivany. My guest today is Adam Brown, Senior High Yield Portfolio Manager at Macquarie Fixed Income. Today, we'll get Adam's views on inflation, the Federal Reserve's monetary policy, and his outlook on U.S. credit. And we'll look at some interesting corners of the bond market, such as U.S. bank loans. Adam, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to get your perspectives. Uh, This certainly feels like a very pivotal time in the cycle, and high-yield markets can be so insightful. So how about uh, we start with how have rising rates and inflation impacted credit, specifically high-yield securities? Um, really, let's focus on, on, on two parts to that. Um, one, from an earnings perspective, are issuers that we're invested in um, definitely are feeling inflationary pressures. Um, definitely, um, when they're talking about uh, their concerns on a, on a forward-looking basis, um, they've been experiencing inflationary pressures in their in their costs of goods um, that they're making, and then they also are are expecting those inflationary pressures to continue. And in addition to that, um, high yield um, and bank loan issuers about about half of the universe of issuers that we're invested in issue both uh, bank loans and high yield bonds. High yield bonds are fixed rate in nature. Um, so on a forward-looking basis, uh, rising interest costs shouldn't impact um, the issuer's high-yield um, issuance, um, but their floating rate exposure will um, increase um, their interest costs going forward. So it's an issue that our, our companies that we're invested in are, are, are aware of, um, and uh, we're certainly monitoring um, those, uh, those uh, headwinds on a forward-looking basis. So how about the Federal Reserve's monetary policy right now? What are you thinking um, as to how they're doing and next steps and how that's affecting the asset classes that you're looking at? Um, well, well, clearly um, the Fed sees uh, correctly um, that inflation is, is a big problem um, and they are you know, saying the right things, which, they're, which is they're trying to break the back of inflation. Um, you know, they're, if you take them at their word, they're going to keep raising rates um, until, until inflation uh, rolls over. Um, we have an interest rate team here uh, at, at Macquarie, and our, our internal view is that uh, the Fed funds rate will, will, will pretty much double um, from where it is now. So we're at a point now where the Fed funds rate is between one and a half percent and one one and three quarters percent um, and our internal um, interest rate team's view is that by the end of 2022 um, the fed funds rate will uh, be around three and a half to three and three quarters percent well if that doesn't break inflation i don't know what will huh <laughs> um, so uh, so now we look at bank bank loans and the impact there they've been heavily impacted um, so there's two ways to think about um, the impact on bank loans. One is bank loans are floating rate in, in nature, so tied to LIBOR or, or SOFR, so floating rate base rates um, that increase um, almost on a basis point by basis point um, standpoint as the Fed raises rates. So 
Um, right now, LIBOR is between one and a half and and two percent, de- depending on the length of the contract. Um, and you compare that to where we were at the beginning of the year, and it's, it's significantly higher um, than where we were at the beginning of the year. And we would expect um, that base rate to continue to increase as the Fed uh, raises rates. So. What that does for our portfolio of floating rate assets is it increases um, the income um, coming into the fund uh, without as much of a, of a negative price impact as fixed rate securities would see. So that's that's the benefit we get from, from a rising rate environment on our bank loan portfolios. The um, the risk to rising rates is is on the on the fundamental side. Um, as the issuers that we're invested in have their interest expense uh, go up um, with 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 in a rising rate environment, so that's just something where um, we're active managers of our portfolio um, and we're constantly evaluating what our company's free cash flow uh, dynamics will look like on a forward-looking basis as things like interest expense uh, go, goes up over time. Yeah. So as you described that, I can see why there's some, you know, real appeal right now with floating rates. Um, So how about the fundamental backdrop? Uh, Is there anything that the credit research team is digging into to give better insights for the portfolios that you manage? Um, Absolutely. Um, So, you know, we've talked about the inflationary pressures that our companies are are experiencing and, and, and the, the additional, um, pressure from, from rising um, sh- short-term interest rates. Um, just taking a step back, uh, going into uh, kind of where, where we are now, um, our companies in the high yield and bank loan universe um, are in, in very good shape um, to, to weather a lot of the headwinds that, that we're, we're talking about. Um, if you look at a lot of the credit statistics uh, that we focus on, whether it's leverage ratios or interest coverage ratios or or our free free cash flow um, that we look at uh, for the companies that we're invested in, um, all, all of those things are are, are 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 we feel really good about. And if you look at the average statistics for for the high yield of the bank loan indexes, um, the data proves that out. So. Um, you know, our companies are starting to feel um, a little bit of uh, a pressure on, on the cost side. Um, but our analysis is that, you know, they're at a good starting point um, and they should be able to, to, to withstand um, some headwinds. The big, the big thing that we're talking about now as a team um, is really uh, consumer demand and, and what's going to um, happen to that um, as consumers continue to feel the same um, inflationary pressures that uh, you know that we've been been referencing and and our view is that um, you know companies have been able to uh, pass on a lot of these cost increases to the customer and and, and our view is is the customer really can't uh, withstand um, to to absorb too many more more price increases from from a lot of uh, the companies in the economy. So, you know, when we're looking at our, um, you know, out, uh, outlook um, for the issuers in our, our portfolio, we're, we're really 
um, encouraging the team to to stress case um, our uh, our models with with reduced demand um, as the consumer is able to, to to spend less. And certainly, any of our companies that are are tied to discretionary cash flows, we we think those will will get hit um, harder um, than your typical consumer consumer goods types companies. Yeah. So yeah, that all makes sense. Yep. So why hold dedicated bank loans or high yield funds? You know, to give, let's talk about the value through this kind of an uh, of a interest rate cycle versus opportunistic allocation. Yeah, sure. Um, from a valuation standpoint, um, our our opinion is uh, bank loans and high yield both look attractive right now. Um, if you look at the average yield um, in the in in the high yield um, index. We're at eight and a half percent, and on the loan side, um, the average—it um, depends on which index you look look at—but the average coupon is six six and a half to, to seven and a half percent. If 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 we don't experience any price appreciation, you know, from where where we are now, so six and a half to seven seven and a half percent for loans, eight and a half percent for high yield. Both of those seem um, like attractive. Levels and certainly, if you look at um, historical patterns, anytime high yield has hit the eight percent yield um, area, that's been a good entry point. Um, likewise, with loans, the average price in the loan index right now is ninety three to ninety three and a half. Again, same thing as high yield. That's been historically a very good um, entry point. So we feel like. Um, you know, valuations are, are are at a good spot for for both asset asset classes, and and we think that uh, people are being appropriately compensated for the risks. Yeah. Okay, that sounds good too. What about the opportunity now for active high yield and loan managers to take advantage of this volatility? So. Um, lot, there's a lot of good opportunities out there. And, and what we've been doing um, within our portfolios is, um, you know, I talked a lot about uh, the risks out there in the market. Um, you know, we've, we've been a little bit more cautious with, with what we've been buying recently. Um, and, and the great thing about uh, valuations being uh, where they are is all parts of the credit spectrum look attractive right now. Double Bs look relatively attractive. Single Bs look very attractive. Um, Triple Cs is not an area where we've really been buying um, a lot. Um, Those spreads have really, really blown out. And in our view is it's a time to really um, be buying higher quality um, type companies, um, the higher quality single B and and double B type companies. And, and, And we really um, like the value proposition within both double B's and single B's right now. All right, Adam, let's um, kind of, as we finish up this conversation, if you would, please give us a sense of where things have gone through this year so far, and then maybe where it continues on for the rest of the year. Sure. Um, from, from a year to date perspective, um, loans um, are off a little bit under 3%. Uh, year to date, um, high yield is is off about twelve percent, um, and then other parts of uh, other parts of fixed income are, are are off a little bit 
more than that, obviously, I, there's been a lot of equity volatility and equities um, are off significantly more than that. Um, if, if, if we think about how um, loans have performed um, in this environment, they've, they've actually performed exactly um, the way they've performed um, in, in other similar types of, of periods. Um, at the first couple months of the year, um, the expectation, the market was trading really based on expectations for rising rates. And, and loans started, started off the year very positively. Um, they were up about 1% the first six weeks of the year or, or so. And then we hit um, much more volatility as geopolitical risks increased with the Russian in, in invasion of Ukraine. Um, that's when equity markets got extremely volatile. Um, you know, high yield got even more volatile and, and, and loans experienced some volatility as well, um, but not nearly to the degree of, uh, of high yield or, 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 or equities, um, which again, looking back at historical periods of time, that's, that's how we would have expected it to perform. Loans have a 25-year uh, track record. Um, you know, the index has been covering annual performance um, for over 25 years, and loans have been positive every year except two. Uh, one, during the global financial crisis, which we're not expecting um, to, to, to repeat itself. And then again, um, in 2015, when loans were off a little bit less than 1%. So, you know, year-to-date performance has been negative on an absolute basis, but, but very positive relative to other corners of the risk markets. Uh, on a forward-looking basis for both loans and high yield, um, I think you have to start the conversation with, you know, is, is the fundamental backdrop appropriate for an allocation to each asset class? And, and our view is absolutely yes. Um, the default rate um, over the last 12 months for each asset class is, is, is around 1%, which is significantly lower than the historical average of 3%. And on a forward-looking basis, we expect um, defaults to tick up a little bit, but, but nowhere near the historical default rate. So think about a 1% to 2% um, default rate environment um, in, in an environment where, like we said earlier, valuations are very supportive of, a, of an allocation to each asset class. So we're, we're very positive um, on an allocation to both loans and high yield over the next 12 to 24 months. Great. Very helpful. Well, thanks all. Uh, thanks very much for your insights today. Very comprehensive looking at this segment of the market. And um, we appreciate you taking the time to give us these insights. Thank you for having me. This recording is intended for financial professionals and institutional investors only. This is not intended for use with the general public. The views expressed in this podcast represent those of the speaker and are subject to change. Nothing presented should be construed as a recommendation to purchase or sell any security or follow any investment technique or strategy and does not constitute advice, an advertisement, an invitation, a confirmation, an offer or a solicitation to engage in any investment activity or an offer of any banking or financial service. Throughout this presentation, various securities and companies are referenced. Examples given are for illustrative purposes only and were not chosen based on performance. This is not a recommendation to buy or sell any security. Investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. 
All examples herein are for illustrative purposes only, and there can be no assurance that any particular investment objectives will be realized or any investment strategy seeking to achieve such objective will be successful. Past performance is not a reliable indication of future performance. Before acting on any information, you should consider the appropriateness of it with regard to your particular objectives, financial situation and needs, and seek advice. No representation or warranty, expressed or implied, is made as to the accuracy or completeness of the information, opinions, and conclusions presented. In preparing this recording, Reliance has been placed without independent verification on the accuracy and the completeness of all information available from external sources. Macquarie Asset Management is the marketing name for the Asset Management Division of Macquarie Group. Investment products and advisory services are distributed and offered by and referred through affiliates, which include Delaware Distributors LP, a registered broker-dealer and member of the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, and Macquarie Investment Management Business Trust, a Securities and Exchange Commission registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services are provided by a series of Macquarie Investment Management Business Trusts. Other than Macquarie Bank Limited, none of the entities noted in this podcast are authorized deposit-taking institutions for the purposes of the Banking Act of 1959 from the Commonwealth of Australia. The obligations of these entities do not represent deposits or other liabilities of Macquarie Bank Limited. Macquarie Bank Limited does not guarantee or otherwise provide assurance in respect of the obligations of these entities unless noted otherwise.